Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark Review podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm a longtime Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy. I'm your former Hallmark hater. Today, we're discussing Your Bacon Me Crazy, which originally aired on the Hallmark Channel on April 4th, 2020. You can connect with us outside of the podcast on Instagram. We have two accounts there, at Girls Gone Hallmark and at Megan and Wendy. Jump into our booming Facebook group, Girls Gone Hallmark. Currently, we're just over there discussing the new movies coming in January and February and the Hallmark Cruise and a whole bunch of fun stuff. So come join us. That's right. I wanted to add a quick note since this is a throwback movie. We are doing several this season. You can find the full January rundown in our show notes. It was pointed out to me something I did not realize. We watch these movies on Hallmark Movies Now, the app. A member of our Facebook group said that a lot of them are available to rent through the Hoopla app, which is a free app that you can log into with your library card, assuming your Mm -hmm. library has access. And I did look and they had quite a few. I didn't look at every single movie, but they had quite a few of the movies that we have coming up. So there is another option for you to watch older Hallmark movies without adding another streaming service to your list. Love it. Hot tip. Hot tip. See, we're not just telling you to spend money here. No way. I'm telling you how to get it for free. Are you ready for a synopsis? A synopsis for your Baking Me Crazy. It is Cleo Morelli, an aspiring Portland chef, tries to win a food truck competition while the competition tries to win her heart. <laughs> Stars Natalie Hall and Michael Rady. As mentioned, this movie premiered on Saturday, April 4th, 2020, and filming took place tight turnaround from February 3rd, 2020 through February 21st, 2020 in the town of Maple Ridge, which is in the northeast region of Greater Vancouver. Some additional scenes were shot on the main roads of Langley, where several food trucks were rented and showcased on the busy street. When I read those dates, I'm like instantly taken back to like, that time yes you know it was like on the verge pre-pandemic right mm-hmm. i mean they're probably we... racing to get through it at that point yeah because there was so much talk at that time of like what's gonna happen do mm-hmm. you hear about this like virus that's you know uh i don't want to revisit that time at all Look, the date February 28th is still imprinted on my brain because that is the day I went to Costco and it was busier than it ever is even during the holiday season. And people were leaving simply with carts of toilet paper and bottled water and Clorox wipes. (laughs) And I was like, what the heck? They were sold out of toilet paper. I had to go to another store. Anyway, I will never forget that date. So, yeah, I don't. It feels like a scar. The end was nigh at that point. Yeah, for sure. This movie was based on a book called You're Baking Me Crazy, a wish novel by Suzanne Nelson. This is a scholastic book recommended for readers in grades seven through nine. And our movie here has very little similarities to the book. Did you read the first chapter of this book? No. Where would I see the first chapter of this book? On Suzanne Nelson's website. I was looking at it. She did a ton of promo, including publishing a bunch of bacon recipes up to the release of this movie. And the Mm -hmm. first chapter is free. The book is very different. It is told from the perspective of niece Tessa. So it's her story, but it is the story of her helping her aunt 
Cleo win a food truck competition. Mm-hmm. So it is the same story from a different perspective. I feel like why I would love to know the process here. What is the process? Does Hallmark look at scholastic books and go, yeah, this book written for middle school children, we're going to rework it just a little bit and make it into a Hallmark movie? Like, are we looking for those stories? Well, I was going to look and see who the executive producers of this movie are because in an upcoming movie, The Irresistible Blueberry Farm, that movie was made because Allie Sweeney read the book that movie is based on and reached out to the writer and said, I'd like to adapt this for a Hallmark movie. I guess if someone read this book and was like, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Okay. Alan Harmon directed. He currently has 40 other directing credits, including Mystery on Mistletoe Lane and Fourth Down in Love, both from 2023. Other previous Hallmark notables are Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater, Jingle Bell Bride, and Mingle All the Way. Just side note, note the choices Wendy made in pulling those (laughs) movies. (laughs) There's no way it was accidental. Outside of Hallmark, Harmon has directed documentary dramas such as Untold Stories of the ER and Sex Sent Me to the ER. Yeah, I thought it it was interesting that he's made Mingle All the Way. (laughs) Notoriously, I don't like that movie. That's the backstory there. Or Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater or Jingle Bell Bride. <laughs> I, I didn't hate Jingle Bell Bride. It was our first movie we reviewed. Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater was also like up there, like one of the first three that we reviewed. It was a time where I was like, what am I doing watching these Hallmark movies? I hate these Hallmark movies. So they stick out to me. That's mm-hmm. all. That's all. Uh, writer Christopher Say is credited for the screenplay. Say wrote Haul Out the Holly Lit Up from 2023. Natalie Hall stars as Cleo. Natalie currently has 40 acting credits. Her last film for Hallmark was Noelle Next Door from 2022. Break out your bingo cards because Natalie also appeared in eight episodes of Unreal as Candy Coco in 2018, as well as Pretty Little Liars, Drop Dead Diva, and All My Children. Michael Rady stars as Gabe. Rady has 55 acting credits. His first movie for Hallmark was Christmas in Homestead in 2016. Outside of Hallmark, Rady was in 10 episodes of Unreal. Lots of crossover. Lots of Unreal happening lately. Mm -hmm. He was also in Jane the Virgin, the reboot of Melrose Place, Greek, and of course, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Rhiannon Fish played friend Laura. This appears to be Rhiannon's first Hallmark movie. She has since gone on to star in several movies for the network, including last year's A Picture of Her and My Norwegian Holiday. Question, was it gratifying for you? It was a surprise appearance for me to see her in this movie. I wasn't anticipating it. Was it gratifying for you to see her as a guest star, knowing that she's now gone on to star in future movies? Or did gratifying? That I'll wait till my first impression Okay, to answer that. Olivia Steele Falconer plays niece Tessa. She has 31 acting credits and was most recently in Hearts in the Game from 2023. Familiar Hallmark face Adil Zaidi plays, quote, man. He's another who needs a more prominent role in Hallmark going forward. We've seen him in Fourth Down in Love, The Wedding Contract, and A Winning Team just in 2023. Yeah, he's one of the... 
I mean, I don't know if he's lead role yet, but man, he's in a lot of uh, Hallmark movies. He could absolutely be in a lead role. Okay, so I have a little news, additional news and note here. It's about the Portland food truck scene. Are you interested? (laughs) I am. In 2023, Portland was voted Best Food Truck City in America by Food & Wine Magazine. Fun fact, trucks are commonly called carts in Portland. So I thought it was... So they them food carts? Yeah, food carts. Huh. That didn't didn't translate to the movie now, did it? It did not. Because they called them trucks. Uh, Portland's biggest subculture is food carts, and uh, Salt and Straw ice cream started out as a food cart. Hey. I don't know if Salt and Straw is nationwide. I doubt it. Um, First started in Oregon. We have one here in Southern California, one or two here in Southern California. Uh, Yeah, started as a food cart. Uh, Many of Portland's food carts survived or even thrived throughout the course of the pandemic, but in recent years, the city's food cart scene has struggled a little bit as the city development deals have pushed out food carts. I'm going to link an article in our show notes from pdxeater.com if you're interested in finding out about the food truck industry. I am. Hey, thanks for sharing all of that. Well, that leads into something. So let's do first impressions. Does it lead into your first impression? No, it's a like. It's going to be a pause. (laughs) Okay, so here's my first impression. I know it says that Rhiannon Fish was in this movie, but that does not look like Rhiannon Fish. What? All right. Well, my first impression is I have no idea what a persimmon tastes like. (laughs) And do I want to eat it on a sandwich? No, I do not. What so, is a in my mind a persimmon is like something you'd put in a simmer pot. I know that's wrong. <laughs> I'm picturing it like in the cinnamon family. Again, I know it's just the way that the sound of the name is like registering in my brain, but it looks like a tomato. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever come across a persimmon in the wild, like never on my plate. I mean, I may have seen them at the grocery store, but uh I don't know. I don't know either. Couldn't even tell you what it tasted like. Well, can we stay on the food truck theme? Yes. And talk likes for a minute. Mm-hmm. So I liked the food truck setting. I think it was very much a touchstone of the time. I mean, yeah. food trucks still exist, but they definitely like kind of hit critical mass like right around this time. They were everywhere. We see characters visiting a food truck every now and then in these movies, but I liked them kind of being central to the story. Yeah. And in addition to that, I think social media was used well in this movie. Not perfectly, but maybe the best example of social media use to further a plot that we've seen in a Hallmark movie. And it was interesting to me having watched this movie and then discovering that it was based on a middle grade novel where Tessa's the main character. I would be kind of interested to... I'm not going to, but to read the story from her perspective to see how much like her social media usage plays into the furthering of the story and the success of her aunt's food truck. I think it makes sense. I think it's well thought out. And I think it makes sense to me that the writer of the story was writing middle grade novels and understands that age and their desire to use social media and how social media influences things. Thought about this a lot. And I also wonder if this would have been a better movie 
told from Tessa's perspective. It wouldn't make a Hallmark movie, but like a Netflix young adult movie. Sure. Told from her perspective. That got my wheels turning as well. What else did you like? I want to go back and talk about Rihanna and Fish a minute. Please. Um, I know you said you've thought a lot about this like book and how it could be like a YA show. I've thought a lot about Rihanna and Fish. And I did a deep dive, looked at some pictures before and after pictures. Look, there is no shade here. I think she did a lip flip. That's the difference. Hmm. Okay. That's all. I want a lip flip. You think uh, her lips are fuller in her newer works? Yes, I do. I do. Okay. Beautiful woman. I just thought she was a little more thin-lipped in this movie. And I was like, <laughs> it is her, but it doesn't look like her. What's different? Uh. I think it's just a little lip flip. That's all. That's all. I think she's a stunning woman and a good actress. And I was excited to see her in this as like a, as a, I think you said guest star. I think like it, she's a very, has a very small role, but it's nice to yeah, see her. Yeah, supporting actor. I don't know why I would have said guest star. It's nice to see her have gone on to be leads. Yes, in our from movies. her supporting role. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like this movie overall, I thought it was enjoyable. I think. This movie first came on our radar to me when we reviewed for the first time a New Year's resolution because our guest Callie Younger at that time had said, oh, you need to watch Michael Rady and You're Baking Me Crazy. So it has always stuck out to me since then. Wow, deep cut. Yeah. So I'm glad that I finally watched it. I did enjoy it. Uh, it did confirm that I do really like Michael Rady. Um, and what I liked most about the movie you kind of touched on is I like how it explored the Portland food scene. Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of fun and different. Yeah, and that's the right setting for a food truck movie. For sure. I mean, if they would have like a food truck, you know, movie in Wisconsin, I don't know if that yes. tracks, but I mean, maybe Wisconsin does have a booming food truck scene. I don't know. Um, speaking of the food truck and your comment earlier about the timing of this movie, I found a little bit of cognitive dissonance between knowing I wondered if watching this in real time in April 2020, we're like three weeks into quarantine, lockdown, stay at home nonsense. If watching this, knowing none of that's happening, and then a lot of the notes for this movie comment that the contest takes place in May 2020 when there wouldn't have been a gathering like that. Uh -huh. I thought it was interesting that you said that food trucks held up through the pandemic, mm -hmm. which I guess makes sense because it's a to-go situation. Yes. So especially a city like Portland, which is if you live in downtown Portland, I would imagine very walkable. So you can, you know, find where your favorite food trucks are get them to go. It actually makes me really happy to know that they survived that yeah. situation. Yeah. The article I read said that like, because the way that the food trucks work, they work in like pods. So mm -hmm. it'd be, so, you know, like in the movie, how she had her spot and like he came into it. Well, there would be like 10 trucks there in that spot. They work in pods. And, um, what I had read is that the the food truck situation, like they totally pivoted because people aren't gathering there. So they stuff went to go. You know, it worked. It worked. Well, that honestly makes me happy. Anything else you liked? Yeah, I have a couple. Um, I thought 
it was really funny how when Gabe would like roll up in his Mo Bacon truck and like the rock music is like blaring from it. It's like a full contrast to like Cleo's like spring flowers and farmer's market <laughs> aesthetic, right? Yeah. I just kind of loved it, even though like Michael Rady doesn't really like fit that sort of like hard rock guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought or it was his funny, character though. didn't either. His character, yes, exactly. Um Speaking of his character, Gabe, I th- I love that, like, Gabe was, like, super easygoing. Like, he doesn't ever, like, get bent out of shape when she, like, orders all that food. And she's being a real jerk at that yes. point. Like, I'm going to order all this food. Like, he's out a ton of money, <laughs> right? Yes. To make all this food. And then when she poaches, like, his BLP sandwich idea, there was a little back and forth about it. But he was, like, eh. he, he, like, wasn't upset about it. Yeah, it did not become a long, drawn-out. That was not our main source of conflict. Exactly. But if I could slide a wish into here, because I think it... I wish that these two chefs were, like, more intense. They're very, Mm. like... No, I want you to win. No, I want you to win. Look, we have all seen a cooking show and cooking competitions. Like, chefs are hardcore. These two were not hardcore. No. You know what I mean? She just wanted her food. She didn't even, like, have bigger dreams for herself in the beginning. She just wanted her little food truck to be successful. Right, right. Okay, I have two more little likes. Yeah. Um, I appreciated that the skies were gray and cloudy. I was like, Portland, check. Like, yeah. There were some sunny scenes, but most, most of the time it was kind of, like, overcast. And I was like... That's great. And then at the beginning of the movie, they had all these like sweeping scenes of of actual Portland and its landmarks. So like when I was watching the movie, we go to Portland quite a bit because we have some family that live there. So when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, I, I this is all familiar. I didn't know it was going to take place in Portland. Now it makes sense. It's a food truck, blah, 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 blah. You know, mm-hmm. I like that it all tied together. And lastly, I thought there were some really great food shots in in this movie. Like, of the food that was being prepared. Huh. Do you disagree or you didn't notice? I didn't think there was enough. Uh, That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Let's talk about what we wished for. Well, my first wish, just to piggyback on that, I just wanted more food. There's lots of food talk and not enough, for me, food visuals. Yeah. Show me the food, right? Yeah. And... The one, like, they talk about, like, oh, his bacon fried rice and his bacon this and his bacon that. And I was like, could I please get a bacon food truck now? I would love that. There was a lot of visual of her pasta with her special sauce. And I'm sorry. Nobody wants your dry-ass pasta. You need more sauce on there. It made me so angry. I don't care that it's fresh. That's random. Who wants a drizzle of sauce on their pasta? Nobody. You want that thing swimming in it, right? Yes. And it, yes. Okay. Kind of controversial here, I think. Mm. I liked Michael Rady and his character, but I didn't love Natalie Hall's character. Oh, 100%. She was like entitled, territorial, and... Especially when, like, Gabe tells her that he's going to drop out of the competition. She gets so offended. And she, like, just goes in on him about his ego. I'm like, he never showed us an ego. Like, that was not part of his character at all, I thought. 
No. No. And he just doesn't want, he doesn't care about winning and he doesn't want the votes. Yeah. And like, I thought he was like showing support of her to pursue yes. her dreams. I don't know. I just, I hated that character. What's her name? Cleo. Cleo. I, I did not like her. At well, all. I thought she was all over the place. She's kind of an old soul with her connection to her grandfather and his cooking. But in some moments, she acts very young and immature, particularly mm-hmm. with her fake order prank. I thought that's not cool. You're a small business owner yourself. It's not like you're calling Domino's Pizza and fake ordering 10 pizzas. Like, this guy's a one-man show working out of a food truck, and you're going to order half the food on his truck and not pay for it? Mm -hmm. It's not funny. I mean, I don't find mean-spirited pranks like that to be funny. Right. I agree. So I thought he was the bigger person, and I was rooting for him, his success, more than hers. Yes, I absolutely 100% agree. Now, what did you think of these two as a couple? Well, I think, so I really like Natalie Hall. And I think she is like the one redeeming part of her character is the actress of her. But their characters, I thought I had a hard time rooting for them as a couple because Well, I thought they had some cute moments during their cooking montage when they were preparing for the brother's party. That was fun. I didn't fully buy it, though. I agree. I thought, I'm like, what does Gabe like about Cleo and vice versa? Like, Well, there's nothing not to like about Gabe. Like, he's super likable and he's kind of charming, but he's like that with everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. To the point that you're like, can I trust that you're actually this nice? Okay, that's fair. Not that it, I don't think he's, not that I think he's disingenuous, but I think it would be easy with a person like Gabe to think like, oh, you're this nice to everybody. Is there anything actually special about me? Or are you just a good guy who makes people feel good when he's around them? Right, right. I I thought they were such a miss as a couple. Like, he mm. was obviously more mature than her. Even though he was like, can't put down roots, got to keep moving. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of people who are like that, right? Mm-hmm. Who can't stay in one place. And that's not who I am, but, like, whatever, you do you. Like, yeah, I, I didn't think that makes him immature. No, I agree. And I think we, going back to Mystic Christmas, a movie we've referenced a lot, That movie is one of the first that kind of deconstructs the idea that people who physically move around a lot don't have roots or connections to people. Mm -hmm. And this movie, he stays, and I think it tells the story, like, in order to build relationships, you have to commit to staying in one place for a long time. And I kind of like that we started to push back on that. Like, it's okay to be a person who wants change and wants... To keep Adventure things moving. Or, yeah. Yes. I could live in this house for the rest of my life and be happy, but I understand that not everybody wants the same things. Got it. Okay, here's the last thing I wished for. Mm. I hated how Cleo would say certain Italian words. <laughs> like she'd be like, tu parma, tu sabrasosas. <laughs> I wanted to scream <laughs> my head off like it was throughout the whole movie and it was only like she would go into this like terrible italian accent when she was like talking about the food nothing else did it remind you of some local newscasters we have who have no accent except when saying their own last name 
Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Okay. You ready for Did You See That? I am. How can she afford that house she's living in? Chick owns a single food truck. It was yeah, a beautiful Portland home. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, and the backyard was huge, too. And she's like, oh, I'm just, like, growing my own vegetables out here in my huge-ass backyard. Yes. Twice they show Cleo sitting outside of her grandfather's old store. hmm And she's, like, sketching or coloring. Like, what mm-hmm. the ex- – I was like, what does this have to do? Like, they showed these, like, rudimentary, like, colorings of, like, the, what the store used to look like when she was a child. I was like, why? 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 Yeah, I wondered that, too. And I almost wondered if, like, her brain hadn't caught up with her heart in terms of what she wanted out of her business – because she was like, no, I'm content just to have my food truck. Maybe I'll have a second one. But what she really wanted was, like, to open a restaurant like her grandfather. I don't know. The weirdest thing about that to me was, like, you're just letting this empty space with prime Portland real estate sit here. And you can afford to do that. I don't – who owns this? Well, and- that was – I had that note, too. I'm like, how long has Mateo's been closed? It's just an empty space sitting there forever that she can go sit on the uh, patio like, no, that doesn't happen. I mean, maybe now in 2023, there's empty, like, empty retail spots, but yeah, the, it was weird. Mm-hmm. I agree. It was super mm-hmm. weird. So maybe her real estate mother has something to do with why they own that and have not re-rented it out because you could be making a fortune right there, people. And they're just holding on to memories. They don't care about uh, dollars coming in, I guess. That's right. It kind of bothered me, but Cleo has this, like, beautiful long hair, and she's, like, prepping food and making her sandwiches. Not always. Sometimes it was pulled back, but sometimes it was just, like, hanging there. Yes. I, like, I, I don't like that. On her truck, the website cleomkitchen.com is visible in several <laughs> shots. I checked. It does not exist. However, <laughs> there is a brand called Cleo's Kitchen. I did not investigate at all what they do, and that is not their website, but they have a Facebook presence. And so I wondered if just to differentiate themselves, they threw in an M instead of the S to make it like they weren't directing to an actual website or business. Possibly. That's Mm -hmm. funny. That's really funny. Uh, I have one more. Did you see that? Gabe and his brother on an outdoor hike, and there's a sign that says Mount Hood. And I'm like, Mount Hood is hours from Portland, (laughs) and you don't drive out there for a walk. They just like plop the sign down as some Vancouver trail. Yeah, it's like some, they're on some local trail. I'm like, (laughs) it is hours. Yeah, Multnomah Falls would have been a better poll because that's quickly drivable. I mean, the sign was small. They couldn't put that whole name on (laughs) their little sign. The falls. Uh, My final note is that do chefs wear their chef coats outside of the kitchen? Because this chick has hers on all the time. She's like walking around town, picking up flowers, talking to friends, hanging out. Chef coat, always on. I don't think so. I mean, I think they might wear those chef pants and like Crocs or something like that or clogs or whatever, but not the coat. I think the coat is like when you're making the food. It's like wearing an apron walking around town. It's just like, I'm in my chef costume. Notice that I am a chef, please. Yeah. Yeah, I. that's a good question. I mean, he never wore one, right? Ever, I don't think. No, never. Never. And I still think about that bacon fried rice since this I movie. I know. Is there a bacon food truck around here? There's got to be. I don't know. I mean, Orange County was not voted number one in the food truck scene, so I don't, I don't know. 
Hey, what'd you rate your bacon me crazy? I gave it three stars. I did too. Thought it was enjoyable. Perhaps a bit forgettable, but enjoyable. Touche. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. We have two brand new reviews coming this week. We'll be up tomorrow with True Justice Family Ties and Thursday with a Scottish Love Scheme. So come back for both of those before you go. We love your five-star ratings and reviews. You can leave them both in the Apple Podcast and Spotify app. Hop into our Facebook to talk all things Hallmark, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye, guys.